the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are tuned in to the prophetic voice of our time. Lots of great things happening all over the world, and you and I must continue to focus on our Lord Jesus. The spiritual battle is going to be more intense, and we need to remind ourselves on what the Bible says about spiritual warfare. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. The scripture is very clear. We are the light of this world, and we need to shine that light in the dark places. Let us focus on that. Once born again, we became spiritual being in a body. Remember, Jesus in John chapter 3 told Nicodemus that in order for you to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must be born of water and born of the Spirit. And he emphasized it, you must be born again. So once we were born again, we became like Jesus when he ministered here on earth as a son of man. We became partakers of the divine nature of God. I have been teaching about Jesus being the last Adam and that the last Adam, Christ Jesus, had brought us back to the Garden of Eden with dominion and authority in the Garden of Eden before the fall. And we need to imitate him. We need to follow his ways of doing things. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 45 through 50. So it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. There it is. 46. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth, the second from heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. I want you to listen to this very carefully. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 48. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. 
We have to be heavenly minded. Verse 49. And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven, meaning Jesus. So I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. So as a born-again Christian, and by the way, if you have not been born again, you need to ask Jesus to be your Savior and Lord of your life. And ask Him that you want to be born again, and that you want to start life with Him, that you're going to serve Him. As simple as that. And thank Him for the forgiveness of your sins. It's as simple as that, because some of you, you thought by accident you turn into this radio broadcast. You need to be born again. And call me, 210-695-1630. Again, the number is 210-695-1630. Now, as a born-again Christian, I repeat, we need to operate in the spiritual realm first. Because we are a spiritual being now with a body. We live by faith and not by sight. And we know that our faith must produce corresponding action. Because the book of James is very clear. Faith without works is dead. And faith work by love. Like our Lord Jesus we are now operating in the kingdom of God before the fall instead of being a part of the kingdom of this world. We are now set apart. And God is revealing to us now by inspiration, by prophetic utterances, His ways of doing things and His plan for our life, for the nation, and for this season. What the whole world is facing right now, or what our country is facing right now, is spiritual warfare, the battle between good and evil. And you and I must continue to be engaged in this warfare. The Lord has a need of you. Don't ever minimize your position in the kingdom. Don't ever minimize your importance in the kingdom of God. The Lord has a need of you. You can pray. You can thank him for our country. You can prophesy. You can believe God together with the saints. And you can apply God's ways of doing things here on our earth. You must operate in the system of our God. Jesus taught us about his kingdom and now, the Holy Spirit, who was sent in His name by the Father, is going to teach us about Jesus and His ways of doing things, and He will abide with us forever. He is the one who empowers the body of Christ. And if you are one of those who have many regrets and filled with remorse, and you thought that you have squandered all the opportunities that was given to you in the past, it's not too late. Don't convince yourself or don't try to convince yourself 
that is too late for you. That is a lie from the devil. While you are here on earth, it is never too late to turn around and to take your post. Okay? You're going to start with repentance of unbelief. And God will welcome you with an open arms and he will provide a way for your restoration. Put your trust in him. As far as the past opportunities, let them go. There is nothing you can do about them now, but do not look back of the things of what could have been. You need to look forward to the future because our God is faithful and God is the author and perfecter of our faith. Robert, I know you're listening. Your seeds you have sowed in the kingdom of God, they continue to grow, even to this ministry. Get excited for the future. God has surprises for you. Let go of the past, but get excited for the future. And the manifestations of healing in your physical body, only believe, don't say negative words. Your body will heal itself. Only believe in Jesus' name. Harold, thank you for your seed. I thank God for your obedience. You are now a partaker of our grace, the grace and the blessings that is upon this ministry. You too, Audrey, thank God for your faithfulness and generosity. And I would like to thank all the members of Freedom Fellowship Church International, especially the ministry team. Harvest is here. More harvest is coming. Amen. You have seeds on the ground, so don't forget that. Robert, Harold, Audrey, David, Sandra, and all of you. Harvest is here now. The seeds you have sowed in the past, and as you continue to sow in the kingdom of God, God is watching those seeds. We continue to go and expand on our foreign missions and our discipleship and mentoring programs or schools through live streaming continues. And for you, Eric, yes, you, turn around and get in step with what the Holy Spirit is doing. There is so much freedom in obeying Him and being led by the Holy Spirit. It is liberating. Don't look at others. Don't try to limit others. You're in turn limiting yourself. So let go. Look at this as a new lease in life and like an adventure. And you know that you win in the end as you obey him. All we need to do is to believe and obey God. And God will take care of everything else. And that word of instruction is for you too, Jose. And Tamika, that is for you too. Turn around and watch what you say, okay? Additional instruction for you and I today. Remember, Jesus gave us the keys to the kingdom of God. He says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. Why is that important? Because the first Adam was given dominion over the created things except mankind. Adam and Eve are one. They have the same authority and dominion. So the first Adam was given dominion over God's created things, 
here on earth, starting with the Garden of Eden, with one proviso. Do not partake of the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Jesus in Matthew chapter 28 says, after he was raised from the dead, he said, All power and authority in both heaven and on earth have been given to me. And he turned around and gave us that authority, both in heaven and on earth. So this key that whatever you bind here on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever you lose here on earth is loosed in heaven. We have to be very mindful of the words that we release, because they are being released also in heaven or in the heavenlies. If you say negative words that are contrary to the love and the word of God, then Satan can act on them. You are empowering him and his demonic hordes. But if you lose the word of God, the will of God, and the power and the love of God, that is loose in heaven. And then the angelic host have to act because they respond to the word of God. Remember, you're part of the harvest, so let us make sure that our harvest is good. Remember what Jesus said that even if you offer a glass of water to one of my disciples, you will receive a reward for that too. So how are you going to receive more reward? Continue to pray for our country. When you hear someone to say that United States of America has to fall, nullify those words. That is not the will of God. So continue to pray for our country, for our great state. Continue to pray for others. Continue to pray for me and those that are frontliners who are sent all over the world. And continue to expect and thank God for your answered prayer. So don't nullify your seeds by negative words and words of unbelief. This is important in our days. Second instruction, don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on others. We may be imperfect, but God who called us is perfect. We are all learning the ways of God. Every day I learn something new. And as I obey God, the Holy Spirit continues to reveal Jesus to me. Example, talking about seeds. You know, you farmers out there, you need to teach the body of Christ about reaping and sowing. You need to explain in the spiritual realm about seed time and harvest. Because every time you plant something there, you expect to harvest the very same seed that you have planted. You must take part of this great harvest. You have a message to give. My late dad was a gardener. His family were farmers, but his parents died when he was young. So the relatives took possessions of the land that he inherited. And because he was too young, he didn't know anything about it. But he loved to plant. 
he always planted a fruit-bearing tree for each and every one of his children. And sometimes I spent time with him in his garden. When we all moved here in the United States, my dad spent a few months in Hawaii with my sister and my brother-in-law. And he was so happy there because everything grew in Hawaii. When they moved to Arizona, you think that you could have stopped him from gardening on 120 degrees weather? He planted strawberries on pots, even onions and eggplant, under the hot Phoenix sun. Their neighbors were so amazed of his harvest. He even shipped some humongous onions here in San Antonio so that he can show me the size of his harvest. It's amazing. They're so big. And I don't know what to do with them because I did not cook at that time. I was in my early 20s. And now I'm a farmer wannabe. I have a vegetable and an herb garden. And I planted some peaches, guava, lemons, grapefruit, and avocado in our backyard. And every morning, I'm like a goat. I go to my garden and eat some of the herbs, arugula, cilantro, sorrel, parsley from my garden before my morning coffee. And I also prophesy and talk to my plants. I look at that garden as my Garden of Eden, and I have the dominion over the plants. The first time I planted some okras and Japanese eggplants, of course, I just announced to them who's the boss and who has dominion. And I commanded them to bear a lot of fruits or else I'll chop them. The okra started bearing fruits, and I enjoyed looking at the flowers, too, and I didn't want to pick them because I just love taking pictures of them. And I discovered later on, when I wanted to eat them okras, they were so hard that you cannot even eat them. I learned about gardening that day. It did not stop me from growing more plants and more okras. So we continue to learn also about the kingdom of God and his ways of doing things. If we focus on our Lord Jesus, we learn so many things every day. Life in Christ Jesus is so exciting. I would not trade my life for anything in the world. In spite of the challenges, I'm still going to choose him. If you put your mind on something... And if you don't say that, well, I don't know, so I'm not going to do it, you will learn so much about the kingdom of our God. You will be empowered by the Holy Spirit, and as you obey Him, the revelation of Christ grows more and more and more intense that it is amazing. Example, I did not train to cast out demons. For those of you who have a step one, step two, step three, different steps and procedures on how to cast out demons, you're making a big mistake. Because once you're confronted by demons, you forget your step two, you're going to say step three first. Or you get so fearful. It's not that. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit. When we were in India, I was with the team. A little boy, about eight or ten years old, was disrupting our crusades. 
And there were so many children up there, and he was the leader of the troublemakers. So one time, I believe on the second day, I grabbed his face and spoke in tongues to him. Afterwards, throughout the days of the crusades, until the very end, he will come and sit down in front of me. No more trouble. Everybody's asking me, what did you tell this boy, Christina? I said, I don't know, but it worked. I spoke in tongues, and the Lord translated it into Telugu. I didn't know what I told him in tongues. And I did not have any time to ask God for interpretation. We have meetings in the morning, in the afternoon, and evening. And hundreds of people are showing up. We're right in the market. But that kid obeyed me from then on. Then on our last day in that town, still hundreds of people are coming in. And there was a long line for us to pray for. This boy was in front of me, and the Holy Spirit whispered in my ear to lay hands on him. I looked into his eyes, and I saw demons. Not just one, but several. And I felt sorry for him. I started crying because I felt sorry for this boy. Then the Holy Spirit yelled at me. And this is what he said. Stop. Swallow your tears. You cannot help this boy or be able to cast the demons by your emotion, by your tears. This is spiritual warfare. Swallow those tears. Oh, man, I got yelled at. So I held his face and cast out the demons out of him. Then he went limp on me. But then I asked the pastors that are assisting me to hold him. And I asked God to fill him with his spirit. The countenance of this kid changed dramatically. And he gave me the sweetest smile and gave me a bear hug. He was free. Then, out of the crowd, right in the middle of the crowd, I heard a woman praying in English, asking God to send somebody to pray for her baby who was sick. So I turned around, and afterwards, I felt an elbow guiding me. At first, I thought it's one of the pastors, but it was the Holy Spirit leading me by the hand towards this woman. See, we are not supposed to get in the middle of the crowd because you can get overrun by crowds. But this time, it was the Holy Spirit. I heard the Lord whispering to me, Go to the woman and trust me. So I saw this woman sitting on a mat, holding an infant. And I have about four brothers, four Indian pastors with me to catch and to translate. I picked up the baby and rebuked fever, had a high fever. I rebuked the fever and bind the spirit of death, and the baby moved. He jolted and opened his eyes, and the fever left him instantly. When I gave back the baby to the mother, I saw that the mother was blind. So I laid hands on her, and she received her sight. And all of a sudden, as I continued to pray for her, her body started like convulsing 
And out came this beautiful, melodious song of praise in English. The Indian pastors got paled. They saw this. Their eyes got so big and their mouths were wide open. They told me, they whispered to me that this woman was a beggar. No read, no write. And here she is singing in English. Supernatural? Yes. When God moved in the miraculous, the hearts and the lives of people got changed. And so is my life. How do you train for supernatural? Stay close to Jesus and obey the Holy Spirit. He will empower you. Supernatural things are here and they're going to start manifesting and more things are going to be happening. Good things, at the same time, bad things to the world. So stay in the kingdom of our God. All you need to do is to yield and surrender to him. And do not mind what you know, do not mind what the past, but focus on today and the future. God will not assign things that you cannot handle or he is not able to empower you. As long as he gets all the glory, it benefits his people, it will benefit you too. And instruction number three, I'm running out of time. Always be wary of your own motivation. Make sure that you ask God and guard your hearts with all due diligence because out of it comes out the issues of life. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.